Hello and welcome to Living Single in Your City. Our podcast is for men and women that are living single in their respective cities around the world. However, we are here for anyone to listen to and learn from. Join us. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Almost TGIF, and this is T, or maybe T-Sizzle, because we're about to sizzle up over the weekend. <laughs> Halloween weekend, almost, and I'm joined by Sage, all the way from the Midwest. Sage, what's going on tonight, lady? Just keep it warm. You know, it's cold here. You know what? I know. What What is your weather like out there in the Midwest? Oh, I want to say like 30 degrees, like really. Stop. Chicago. Stop uh, it. Illinois, Indiana. Oh, yeah. And especially like with me working on the Wisconsin border, it gets like really, really cold. Like I can't even feel you my You know what? Mm, I am so sorry. I'm going to send some warm hugs your way because <laughs> I'm over here like 60-something degree weather. <laughs> Loving it. I'm so, yeah. And you know what? And the thing is, like, I love the Midwest, and I used to, I planned to move to Chicago, like, three different times, and then I came back to my senses, like, girl, you don't like the cold. Mm-mm. I know. Nah. Mm-mm. So, listen, holler at me when it warms up. You feel me? <laughs> Man. <laughs> That's going to be a long time but to, from now. I know. Probably, like, four months, right? Yeah, like March, right? Mm-hmm. Like, after um March spring no, break. Not even March. Not even March. I would say like April, late April. Are you because serious? Because in the Midwest, it snows in April, too. Ew. And then there was a time in Canada in 2020, it actually snowed in May. So the weather actually gets more decent around May. April is like back and forth. We've had snow in April. We've had blizzards in April. It's crazy. It's not exactly wow. spring. True spring is May. If you ever want to come to uh, Chicago, and, it's, and, you know, the, the weather is nice, my recommendation, try May, May or June. Okay. Like, basically, from May to Labor, after Labor Day, like, during those months right. are the best times to come. May okay. to September. I gotcha. Yep. All right. Yep. Making a, definitely a mental note of that. So, honey, I'll just be seeing you in cyberspace because I'm definitely not coming that way unless you're coming on to the south side. I feel you. <laughs> well, I feel you. Exactly. You know what? Well, you know what? I'm going to wait to talk about that later, but I'm definitely looking forward to our discussion tonight for a couple of different reasons. Originally, we were going to talk about something else. That was pretty important, but um, but this topic came up, and I said, you know what? We got to talk about this tonight, and because there's a lot of things that people really just do not think about. And when you are a person that's living single, meaning you're not married, even if you're dating, you know, you definitely mm-hmm. want to be careful. Hell, if you're married, you still want to be careful because we live mm-hmm. in a day and time where so much is going on. So we're talking about stalkers tonight. That's right, everyone yeah. is listening. Beware. We're talking about stalkers. And I was having a conversation earlier with Miss Sage, and she was giving me some things. I'm like, wow, I didn't know that. So I want to go over a couple of different things just for some research 
about stalking, stalkers, what is it? And I just want to dive into this conversation because I know I appreciated becoming educated about it earlier, and I know there's someone listening that's been through this, and there's someone that's listening. Unfortunately, you're going to go through this because we know that we can all be the next step to something horrific happening. We don't want that to happen, but we want to be safe than sorry, right? So what is stalking? Stalking is defined by the federal government, of course, as a course of conduct directed at an individual that places that person in reasonable fear of the death of or serious bodily injury to that person, an immediate family member of that person or a spouse or intimate partner of that person or causes or attempts to cause or would reasonably expect it to cause substantial emotional distress to that person. Think about that. Stalking could be someone's Mm -hmm. conduct that can literally cause you substantial emotional distress. Think about that for a second. And I I wanted to read what that was according to the federal government, not according to T-Sizzle, simply because we've heard of stalking. But sometimes even though we know what something actually is, it's sometimes hard to kind of explain what it is to someone else. So think about that for a second. Also, There was a survey done. A survey found that 5.1 million women, wow, and 2.4 million men had been stalked. This was a survey done over 10 years ago. I need to find out what the current stats are, but 5.1 million women and 2.4 million men had been stalked from the previous year. In every I'm sorry, one in every six women and one out of 19 men in the United States have been stalked in their lifetime. One more thing I want to read as we get into it. Well, two more things. Almost three out of four stalking victims know their stalkers in some capacity. The most common relationship between the victim and the perpetrator is a current A former intimate partner, 66% of female stalking victims were stalked by current or former intimate partners. Nat, okay, I won't call you. Sage, come on now. One in every six women, one out of 19 men, have been stalked in their lifetime. Let's talk about stalking. When you hear that word, Mm -hmm. what comes to your mind? I hear terrorism, to be honest with you. Okay. I can do it. I hear, like, harassment because it's a crime. It's a crime in itself, I think. Okay. Now, do you know anyone that has ever – I'm going to talk a little about celebrities in a second, but do you personally know anyone or have you stalking, or do you know of any stories? Have you thought you were being stalked? Is there any stalking? Can you relate to this to any level? Yes. Um, well, for one, I've been stalked. I know many people that have been stalked, um, family members, et cetera, et cetera. The list goes on. I've known people that have been stalked in school. College is the worst because it introduces you to so many different people. I've been stalked in college. 
Um, I've known people that have been stalked in churches, in their homes. They had to file protection orders. So the list goes on and on. What do you mean? I mean, to me, like, this is something I don't know a lot about. You know, I've watched Lifetime, and I know somebody's being stalked. And I've even, unfortunately, had friends in domestic-type abusive situations to where the man kind of stalked a little bit. But, like, this is just not a common thing that I deal with personally. So can you just kind of break it down to me a little bit? Like you said, you've been stopped. You know people that have been stopped. So give me a little more information about that. Definitely. I'll definitely um, use my examples. Um, when you and I were talking earlier, this word that kept coming up was like over-obsession. And um, when you hear the word obsession, you, you think about somebody who just can't get away from you or somebody who just can't leave you alone. And what I hate is, I hate this thing of a person being so in love with you or a person wanting you so bad or being so obsessed with you. Um, and half the time it doesn't even have to be in a romantic sense, like a man being in love with a woman. It can be a partnership, a business ship, right? And mm-hmm. what I don't like is they go to your associations, people they know that you're friends with, people in your family, and they stalk those people too if they can't get a hold of you. And that's what happened to me. I was actually collaborating with this guy at one point, and it was friendly, and I added him to one of the groups that I'm in on Facebook, one of the creative writing groups. And in the Mm -hmm. group, we share our poetry, we do ciphers, we do so many things. And this guy literally took it way too far. It went from being a friendly thing where we would email each other, we would talk, and we would collab. You know, he would put his poetry mix it with my, he would mix it with his music because he was a beat maker. And check this, he took things way too far, like way too Mm. far. Like he literally thought I was his girlfriend and he owned me. And like I was saying, you have to watch out for the red flags of the abuser because they would Mm -hmm. start comparing you to other people, which is what he did. There was a young woman who, she was also into music, right? And I wasn't into music, Mm -hmm. but he was. My whole thing was just writing and poetry. But he wrote me a message. He was praising this woman, like, oh, my God, I love your music, and um, I make beats, and we need to collab, talking to this woman, right? And then he messaged Mm -hmm. me, and he said, she's doing what I wish that you had the guts to do. And I drilled him. I'm like, you know, what the hell do you mean? Don't ever talk to me like that because you can't compare me to other people because God knows my destiny because he created me. You didn't create me. Mm -hmm. So. It became, he became, like, um, so overwhelming that he was sending me, like, 600 documentaries a day. This is a crazy person. But, Anybody that wait does a minute, how many? Is like no, I was just a joke. It was just a joke. I said 600. But literally, <laughs> he was sending me, like, six to seven two-hour documentaries. One documentary would be, like, an hour. The next documentary would be two hours. The next one would be, like, 3.5. Um, expect and I, and I, I expect you to expecting me to watch him. I would say all together, these were like 16-hour documentaries. And so he's like, oh, you got to watch him. you got to watch him. you got to watch him. You have to watch this. It's important. And we could talk about it when you get done watching it. So I'm like, dude, slow down a little bit because I don't sit down all day. You know, I work, and I get up, and I meet people. I have things to do. And I told him, like, you know, be patient. I'll watch him when I can. But he's like, no, watch it, watch it, watch it. 
So I felt very uneased. He started to become um, annoying to me. He would constantly message me, constantly email me, and it just made me so uncomfortable to the point where I was like, I was sitting down one day, and it was a Sunday to Wanda, and I'm like, I'm just going to, you know, i got to unfriend him off Facebook. I'm just going to stop talking to him altogether. Cold turkey, right? So mm-hmm. that's exactly what I did. Now, when I unfriended him, like I said about these associations, he went to the friends that I have in the group. And he was like, oh, Natalie um, or Sage unfriended me or whatever. She unfriended me. I guess going to them was going to give me, like, a change of heart and, you know, <laughs> friend him again, and we could start talking. So, but it actually pissed me off even more because I'm like, don't go to my friends doing stuff like that. That is a serious violation. You should respect the fact that those are my friends. Those are not your friends. Those are just people that you know in the group. Don't ever do that. Like, just let it go. And so they came to me, and they're like, um, Sage, you know, this guy, he hit me up. I'll just call him Kay. Kay hit me up, and he said that you unfriended him. And this came from two people. And I'm like, look, I did unfriend him. I don't want to talk to him. It's over with. So one of my friends, one of them, um, he's really, he's like just a really cool cat. He got married a year ago. And um, he would send me updates about the guy because the guy, uh, when I blocked him, I couldn't see his content in the group. But he was still talking about me in the group like, yeah, y'all remember Sage? She was a raw-ass artist, you know, stuff like that. So, and then he was literally telling people that I was crazy over him and he couldn't get me off of him. And I said, that is a downright lie. Like, really? So I think I unblocked him. I think I unblocked pretty much everybody that I did block on Facebook just to start over. And so um, he messaged me. It's been 2017 since I haven't been friends with him on Facebook. But um, he messaged me last week after four years. So you take 2017 to 2021, right, four years. And so he was like, hey, how you doing? You're so beautiful. I'm so proud of you. I see that you're doing uh, big things. And I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> like, what? And so, like, low-key, I was kind of, like, blown away, like, uh, what? So he literally took my profile picture and put that in a video he made. And I'm like, I don't even know this dude. We haven't talked in four years. He sure did. He took my profile picture, and he added it to a music video that he made or, like, a video he made. So then I also found out from this friend that I told you about, the one that would update me about everything, that he literally wrote three or four poems about me, talking about, oh, I love her beauty and her booty. I'm like, that is not poetry. That's lust. That is a note that you write to Dr. Phil. It, I mean, if you could read it, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and send it to you later, but it was not poetry. It was like a 12-year-old just venting, 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 venting to a counselor, right? And so he, and then in the poetry or poem, whatever you want to call it, he was saying things like, I tried to bless her and she didn't appreciate it. She didn't like my style and stuff like that. And I'm like, you are so narcissistic. And then you got histrionic disorder, I bet you. Then you dissociative. You got all type of issues. That's why I cut you off. So um, literally, 
so I'm so mind you, when he sends me all these messages, I not at one time responded back, right? So, but mm-hmm. you know, on Facebook, people know if you read the messages because it'll say red. And so mm-hmm. he sent me he sent me a voicemail. He sent me a um you know like a voice message in the messenger, and was like, yeah, thanks for um for listening to me. And I'm like, see, you making it all about yourself. And he just kept going on and on and on and. You know, oh, um, you're so beautiful. And then the the current profile picture that I have, not the one that he stole, he tagged me and he commented on it was like, damn, you're beautiful. So I was talking to my friend and he was telling me everything the guy was saying about me because he would also go to him and talk about me. And my friend was like, dude, just let it go. But um, how all that ended was I finally wrote him a message because I felt so angry when I woke up the next day because I'm like, this is a serious injustice because women go through so much every day. And men, you know, we get stalked and it causes a lot of emotional issues. And I've been traumatized before. So I'm like, I refuse. Like, I need to take a stand. And the only way this guy is going to get the picture is if I tell him off. So I did. I said, first of all, uh, don't ever use my picture. You being in the music world should know that you shouldn't be taking other people's things without their permission. That's a serious violation. I can sue you for that. Um, and then don't reference me in your poetry because that's a violation too. That is slander, and I don't appreciate that. So I went on and on, and I finally ended it with, I'm sorry to hear about your health because he was telling me that he had blood clotting issues and he may die and things like that. Again, he's a narcissist, and that's what narcissists do. They use serious manipulation tactics to get you to feel sorry for him. And I guess he thought I was going to respond to that. I don't mean to sound harsh, but, you know, people like that, they just make me so angry. Like, I know about you. I know what you're trying to do. So that's how that ended. But, yeah, I did have PTSD from that experience because I'm just like, he's a, it's like you have to use a repellent (laughs) to get rid of people like that, and it does not Mm. work. It's like you you can take a pill to get rid of that person and they'll be gone for three or four years. And then they resurface like a serial killer, like how Michael Myers came back 20 years later. (laughs) I'm just like, and that's what created the CPSD because I'm just like, I thought you were gone. I thought it worked when I cut you off and then now you're back. What is going on? So it just stifled my spirit. Like what is going on? So yeah, I just, I mean, I don't understand it. Listen, I'm over here with my mouth open because this is real shit, Sage. And oh yeah, honestly speaking, like I don't know how many situations of stalking that leads to death, but I'm gonna find out momentarily. But um, but we can't take anything for granted because it can start with it can. I guess this is the thing, right? I used to date this guy, and um. Mm-hmm. I can't remember how so he was kind of possessive. At first, I thought it was kind of cute. Where you at? Where you going? Da, da, da. And um, right. and then one time I was someplace, and he said, "I put a tracker on your phone, and then I put a tracker on your car." And I'm like, "Wait mm. a minute, <laughs> hold up!" I thought it was. You know, I mean, you know, like if you if you got a new situation, a relationship, and he want to know, or, or your person wants to know where you at, you think it's cute. And, and I say that I think it's cute because I don't play that shit. Like I I don't, right. I'm just not having it. Like 
and I, I, I've never been stalked. I've never had a situation like that. I'm so thankful to God, but I'm not having it. Like I'm, I'm going to dead it from the beginning if it seems like it. And with this situation, he was possessive and he wasn't, I don't think, I don't know if he was stalking me or not. Cause he was, he, he did, he put something on my phone with a shared phone and he put something to track me. Mm. I didn't know it. And then he got something on my car. He paid somebody to go wherever my car was parked. So I, mean, I don't know what the hell that was called. I thought I was just being nosy, but um, and then yeah. but but bottom line is, I thought it was harmless <laughs> and silly, but I checked him about it later and got some understanding. But I think a lot of times stuff can start in the beginning, and we can think it's nothing, and we can think mm-hmm. it's harmless and silly, and then it can turn into some real life yeah. shit, and we'd be dead somewhere because you don't know. Like you mentioned yeah, serial killers, life. right? Exactly. Yeah. What what would you what are some of the red let's talk about I wanna talk about celebrities and stalking really quickly to address a few celebrities, but t- give me what are some of the red flags that you're being stalked? One of the red flags. Well, I think you were gonna ask like how it starts in the beginning. And mm-hmm. in my experience, it starts with, like, the person being friendly and charming. You know, just like what you said, you thought it was cute, right? And that's what we all think, like, mm-hmm. they care about me, blah, blah, blah. Maybe they trying to protect me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it oh, starts, yeah, off, starts off very slowly. Like, they creep themselves in. It starts off with, like, a red flag. So it could be, um, I, I, I like to say, like, manipulation tactics, like what that guy was doing, comparing mm-hmm. me to other people. And basically, mm-hmm. however he envisioned me in his head, that was who I had to be. And then to tell my friend that he was trying to bless me as a cop out, and because my whole thing is I'm, I was already blessed before I met you, bruh, you know, with this Thank whole you. poetry thing. I built this, and I did you a favor by adding you to the group, you know. So mm-hmm. that was my thing. It, start, it starts off, like, with them being very charming, and then they say things like, oh, I'm trying to help you. Basically saying that you're nothing without me. Um, mm. but, one of, but one of the signs of uh, stalking, I would say, I mean, it's all of the above. They go to your associations. They start calling your family members. I've had that happen to me. Um, they write you, like, long notes or long emails, and then they constantly call you. Like, they're just, it's like an over-obsession. I don't know if there's mm-hmm. such a thing as the over-obsession. Obsession is obsession, but they mm-hmm. go to the extreme. You know, so contacting is uh, is, is on 100, basically. Absolutely. And I, I, I want to talk a little bit in a few minutes about is there a difference between obsession and stalking? But we're talking about what what is, like, what are some of the signs for stalking? So some of the signs. Cause I, I want to definitely, I, I want to get this because again, stuff we talk about on here, some people may think I just mm-hmm. saw something that says stalking is not cute. That ain't, cute. and you know, and and I, and and I'm mm-hmm. standing to be corrected because when I saw it, oh, it's cute. He wouldn't know where I'm at. Nah, that's not cute because that's gonna start mm-hmm. a whole nother type of situation. So no, that is not cute. And remember, stalking mm-hmm. can involve violence. It can involve alarm or distress. You know, stalking is when someone can be fought, like, hey, what what are they doing? If someone can be following you. Someone can be contacting yeah. you over and over again when you tell them not to. 
someone can be monitoring you and you on on the internet, on the email, like as soon as you pop online, they're online too. Like these are signs of monitoring a person's use of internet, like email, or any form you. of electronic. Exactly. They leave unwanted gifts or notes. Hello, keep them away from your car. Publishing materials related to you. They're loitering. Like, hey, hey, I didn't know you were here. I didn't know you was in this area. I didn't know you shop at this store. All they're they're everywhere. These are some signs of stalking. Think about if you ever met someone and you happen to see them everywhere. They could have been following you and you had no idea. Um, a stalker oh. also can interfere with your possession of your person, your place. They can be watching you, pry on you. Like these are all some different things in reference to stalking. And we're going to talk about tips to be able to help um, if you are being stalked or if you think you're being stalked, something to do. But go ahead, um, Sage, what were you going to say? No, I was uh, listening to what you were saying. Um, if you are being stalked, please, 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 it's one thing to go to the police, but tell somebody, even if it's one person, tell somebody. Tell two people, three people, tell everybody what's going on with you. Don't ever keep it to yourself because I feel people, um, they they have this uh, tendency to suffer in silence, like they're the only one. Please tell yes. somebody. Or they did something to bring it on yourself, kind of like rape. rape. A person has yeah, been raped, they're problem. embarrassed, and they're ashamed because they think they did something to make the person rape them. But nobody has the right to take something mm -hmm. from you. And that's the same way with stalking. So, yeah, don't suffer in right. silence. Speak up. Now, you were telling me earlier mm -hmm. about a celebrity that was stalked. So let's talk about that just a little bit because I know a lot of people think only celebrities are being stalked, but that's just really not true. But we're going to just talk a little bit about celebrities that had that was stalking. All right, go ahead. Yeah. Paula Abdul had a stalker in 2007, 2008. There was a young woman who appeared on American Idol back when Paula Abdul was hosting. And I feel like she didn't go on the show to actually compete. I feel like she actually went on the show to see the Paula Abdul in color, like in living color, you know, like, oh, my mm -hmm. God. And so, um, like, that's my girl, and I'm her number one fan and things like that. And so she started to stalk Paula Abdul. She would literally, she found out where she lived. She would sit outside of her house for hours and hours. Um, I even think she got a hold of her phone number. She would send her letters and things like that, like, oh, I love you. You're my idol. And she just took things way too far. And Paula Abdul was very uncomfortable, so I could be wrong, but I do think she filed a police report, rightfully so. And uh, this young lady that stalked her actually ended up killing herself, committing suicide in 2008. So Paula what, Abdul, wait a minute, yeah. Her stalker? Wow. Yeah. Her so she stalker committed suicide. Oh, yeah. I swear. And what I noticed is it's like a stigma. I feel like a lot of stalkers, they have mental illnesses, mental issues to begin with. Have you ever noticed that? Like they probably had issues mm -hmm. with abandonment or, um, yeah, just issues. Hmm. And they, the and person you know, they're stalking like the whole person. 
Mm-hmm. And they, they, it's like they fall in love, especially like with a the celebrity, they fall in love with this person, and then when the person, they think it, they re- rejects them, then they become angry. Yeah, definitely. And it makes you wonder, too, like, what is wrong with me? Like, what is what is in me that is uh, making people stalk me? Like, do I carry this energy with me and they can see it? Or, you know, like, why do I attract predators? It makes you wonder that. And I've wondered that for a long time, too, because it's happened to me for a long time, even within my own family, like, literally. You know, I, I'm... Oof. My mouth is over here just open, you know, because, well, let me ask you, like, is there a fine line between stalking and, like, being obsessed with a celebrity? Because you have people that, oh, they, they're obsessed with a celebrity, but they're not stalking them. So I wonder, is that is that considered a fine line? I mean, I would say it's, it's just like with me, like The Rock, the wrestler. I loved The Rock. I thought he was cute. I thought he was so strong. But I never pictured myself outside of his house. <laughs> like, I know that's right. <laughs> and you, oh, you know, hell like, no. Because <laughs> I don't want to do that. It, like, he's just an idol. Or just an idol. Or like Chris Brown. When Chris Brown came out, I remember all the girls. And yes. these are like 14, 15, husband. You know, but none of them were stalkers. It was just an innocent thing. You know, so it's one thing to crush on somebody and, you know, have their pictures on your wall versus taking it way too far where you will fly out to this person's house and exactly. sit outside of their house, you know, and then constantly you write in the letters. That just goes way too far. And it turns into a nightmare. Well, I, I got to read this. This also, I just want to read a couple of these about some celebrities that actually mm-hmm. had stalkers, especially since you mentioned Paul Abdul having one that later committed suicide. All right, so Rihanna, mm-hmm. we all love Riri. Rihanna mm-hmm. has dealt with several stalkers in recent years, but the scariest is the guy who goes by the name of Ralph Alexander on Twitter. He tweeted a photo of himself, ooh, outside of her home last year, and also tweeted death threats, death threats, excuse me, and mentioned the purchase of guns. In January, the stalker sent Rihanna a sexually graphic video. Mm. What do you think about that? It's real, and they become dangerous. It's like, why do you have listen outside for? of her house? Are you freaking serious? Check this one out. Mm. This is Taylor Swift. When Lucas Vorstaville decided he wanted to meet Taylor Swift, he swam to Swift's private beach in Rhode Island, but was intercepted mm. by her security team before he could even dry off. Looks like she definitely employed the right people. Thank God for that. Are you freaking? So these people are not just cyber stalking. They're literally mm-hmm. pulling up on these folks. Molly Cyrus, stalker. Yeah. Mark McLeod admitted that he was watching everything she does and said he received secret message from the star through TV, a classic sign of schizophrenia. He was arrested in Georgia when he stalked her on her film set. 
Mm. All right, I'm going to read one last one. Oh, there's so many. I got uh, Sandra Bullock was forced to hide in her closet and call 911. You did. When her stalker, Joshua James Corbett, baroque into her home in L.A., Corbett, who has written letters and claims he loves Bullock, was caught and is awaiting trial where he has pleaded not guilty. He broke into her home. Wow. Mm-mm-mm. So that's why I say you can, ha- like, I used to love, I mean, like back in my, I think my first love was Michael Jackson back in the 80s. Like, oh, I love Mr. Michael Jackson. Yeah. I love Michael Jackson because he was a great singer. I didn't even know where the hell he lived. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what great I'm saying? Like, yeah, you, you got people that you love and you admire because of, of what they the, their talent. But, okay, so listen, Sage, are people that go from obsession and loving these celebs to showing up at their damn house, that's crazy. Like, so is that, are we both agreeing yeah. that this is like mental illness? Like, literally? I said it. I'm telling you, <laughs> they mental. <laughs> you, listen, you not in your right mind. Like, are you freaking for real? That is crazy. Mm-hmm. And 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 again, we making light of this topic and we're laughing, but stalking is definitely no laughing matter in situation. It's extremely yeah. something serious because people have died. Red flags. Yeah. You gotta you, you gotta to identify the red flags. And you know what? Let me ask you this. You know, a lot of times, once again, we sometimes notice red flags, even in friendships and business and certain types of relationships, and we always ignore them. And sometimes we're sorry. Think about that. Oh, yeah. Red flags, common behaviors of stalkers. You said what? You said even in friendships. Yeah, you know, have you have you never had a person that you were you were friendly with? You know what? As a matter of fact, you asked something key early in the podcast that I was, I had the opportunity to listen to that you did, and you were asking a guy that actually was getting ready to go home from prison, right? And I'm not going off subject too much. And you said when you got ready to go home, were your friends or Conrad's like very happy for you? Oh, yeah. And yeah. then he said, you know what? Like, the day I left, I walked to the door by myself. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? And, and and I wanted to tell you so bad, I saw a prison show years and years ago. I can't even remember the name. It was like seven seasons. And on that show, yeah. every time somebody got ready, do you know what I'm talking I think it's called Oz. Was it called Oz? Well, oh, basically, yeah, every time that. somebody got short, like six months up to the door, Somebody, there were people that did stuff to make them get more time. And one guy was like a week to, a week yep. to the door, and he ended up catching like a twenty year sentence, something like that. And and then everybody be happy because you because you're gonna stay. Um, Harsh. But but again, we we see red flags. A few red flags here, and I want to find out what how many people actually die from stalking. But let, let's talk about some more red flags, right? Okay, red flags, mm-hmm. common behaviors of stalkers. Number one contacting you mm-hmm. constantly, calling you multiple times a day. Hey, Sage, how you doing? Okay, I'll talk to you later. Hey, I'll just call him again and see how you're doing. Hey, look, somebody's mm-hmm. doing that, that's a red flag. Watch out. Getting your details yep. before you give them. 
it's normal for someone to follow you on Facebook after you meet them and asking for a friend for your number if it's considered okay. However, if they won't tell you how they got the details or they show up, hmm, those should be some alarming bells, okay? Monitoring oh, yeah. your activities. While most of us share our days on social media, well, I don't share nothing on social media. While most of us share our days on social media, we don't expect to be quizzed by someone new in the photo. But, you know, let me, let's talk about that for a second. I love no. me some social media. Well, I used to. Uh, it's, it's so much. It's so many sites. It's so time-consuming. But if someone is talking to somebody and the, the person they were talking at on Facebook, it's a wrap. Because do you realize most people put their whole life on damn Facebook? And I don't see why. Girl, your personal girl people, is, when somebody dies, when somebody gets mad, <laughs> when they just got to the gas station, they post a location, every damn thing. Why? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And you know what? I used to be one of those people, like, six years ago. I would be like, oh, I got the job at this place. I'm so happy this job uh, gave me a chance. But now looking at it, I'm like, I can't believe that I used to put my business out there like that. <laughs> and so now, now I'm just so low-key at this point. I'm, like, behind the scenes, right? I'm not on stage. I'm, like, behind the scenes with social media. I don't tell nobody mm-hmm. nothing. So people wonder, like, Sage, where you been? Where you? I haven't heard from you. And I'm like, yep, and I, I like to keep it that way. <laughs> because it's not even crazy, safe. Yeah, it's not even safe. And let me tell you, Stream, I had people, I had somebody hacking through my account. I had somebody calling my father at 4 o'clock in the morning six or seven times. Like, this stuff is real. It is real. This person will show up in the, the person that you may know, and I'm like, I thought she blocked me. You know, like she had me on block. Like, um, but this stuff is real. You know, this is the world that we're living in. And I wanted to say this earlier, stalking occurs because half of the world's population has mental issues. Some people are walking out there undiagnosed mm-hmm. with 57 things, and uh, mm-hmm. they don't know what's going Mhm. And you're right. I think you're absolutely. Go ahead. You, you said what? Yep. I think that's the spirit, though. Stalking. An evil and deadly spirit. Definitely. Yep. All right. I was going to tell you something else. All right. So let me finish with these. Uh, I had one more thing. Where was it? I can't find the screen. All right. Early one is all right. So show my showing up unannounced. Unwanted, oh, said unwanted gifts earlier. Um, but and we're gonna talk about at the end of the show how can you stop someone from stalking. But I asked you earlier. I said, hey, what do you think about um, how many people may die from being stalked? So I just found something, and I want to read that because this is really really crazy. Um, 76% of women murdered by an intimate partner will stalk first. Mm. Did you hear me? Yep. 76% yep. of women murdered by an intimate partner will stalk first. 85% of women who survived murder attempts were stalked. Mm. 89% of femicide victims who have been physically assaulted before their murder 
were also stalked. 54% of femicide victims reported stalking to the police before they were killed by their stalkers. One in seven stalking victims has been forced to move as a result of their victimization. Think about that. Think about having to freaking move and relocate because you're being stalked. And you know what? The world don't make it any better now because all you got to do is go to Google.com, put my name in there, they give you the address and every damn thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, tell me about it. You know what I'm saying? And you know, these people, these people are very computer savvy too. You ever notice that? Like they just know yes, how to find you. They they're crazy you. and they're smart. Yep. Yes. Yep. I just find it sad that, you know, these high numbers, you hear 76% and you're just like, that's everybody basically. And I believe mm-hmm. um, earlier when you had stated that one out of six women were stalked, I'm like, it's more like a three or four. <laughs> like they, Probably. The women, yeah, you know, they're more vulnerable. I feel like the, the number is higher, but it's real out here. Just be careful and just tell somebody. Don't ever keep something like that to yourself. Tell your mother, your father, your friends. Tell everybody. Mm-hmm, absolutely. But, you know, and the you thing is, let's talk about prevention, though, Sage, because I can't tell what I don't know. And a lot of people may not even know that they're being stalked. So what are some things, if you're living single, regardless of what city you're in, what are some things women can do to prevent being stalked or to be aware? Mm. To prevent being stalked or aware, that's a very big question. I would say, Mm -hmm. like, very important. So, like, if you're working at night, right, and this person is known, you know that this person knows where you work, have somebody to walk you to your car, you know, like, and, mm-hmm. and, and situate yourself in groups. To me, that's very important, too. Mm-hmm. Have somebody drive mm-hmm. you home. Don't take the bus at night. Have somebody take you home. Have somebody stay with you for a while. Have somebody stay with you over the weekend. You could ask somebody, like, you know, I'll be out for about six hours, do you mind driving around my house? And if you see this particular vehicle, if it's a blue car, that's my stalker. So if you see it, let me know. Take a picture or something. You know, so always tell people and get, pe- get people involved. You know, work with others. And it's mm-hmm. a save a life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I want to also say, you know, and, and stalking can happen to anyone. It doesn't just mean a person that's single. You can be married as well. Um, however, we have to safeguard our life. We got to safeguard our life because we live in a day and time where nothing's private anymore. So first and foremost, if you are a single person, especially a single female, and you're living alone, you know, that, okay, number one, get a post office box. Start using a post office box for most things. Stop putting out your personal address. And if you have to put a physical address and if you happen to live in an apartment complex, conveniently leave off the apartment number. Find a way. Or you know what? If you move to the next place, if you can perhaps put something on uh, just using your previous address that you're not at anymore, but just stay conscious and aware of that because because going to Google.com is going to tell where the hell you are. It's going to tell your age, your birthday, and your last mm-hmm. address. So just be careful. And the other thing is, in addition to getting the post office box, look at 
going to get a gun. Like, depending on what state you live in, if you can have one, go go on Groupon.com and get you some lessons. They have them all the time about learning how to shoot a gun. And I'm going to practice and mm-hmm. have it in your house. And I know people don't like guns. I don't like them myself. But but now you got to have something in your house to protect yourself. Also, learn some type of self-defense. You know, I just saw something on Instagram about um, self-boxer. I'm like, oh, I want to take that. It's called light boxer. Yeah. It's like this boxer thing you put up and one little one section lights up and you hit that section it lights up. So it kind of kind of like a manual box type situation. But the bottom line is, Get in shape, find some self-defense, and make carry mace. Just find ways to protect yourself if you're ever in a jam situation. And you mentioned, say, hey, look, don't mm-hmm. go places by yourself. And make sure if you go mm-hmm. places that someone knows where you are. And don't be flirting yeah. with danger either. Because sometimes you can flirt oh, yeah. with danger, and that can, that, that can pick up a stalker. You know what I'm saying? So... There's mm-hmm. so many different things that we got to do to make sure um, if we're potentially being stalked. And I just read it, ran across an article, and i got to share this. It says, steps you can take to protect yourself from being stalked. One, first, mm-hmm. cut off all communication with the suspected stalker. So if you think mm-hmm. that someone is stalking you, and something ain't right about her or him, dead it. Cut it off. Dead it. Point blank, period. Because sometimes when you did something and it's premature, you can stop it from festering, right? The yes. next thing, yes. tell your trusted friends and family about your concern. Stop doing everything by yourself. And I'm talking to myself because I love to roll solo. I love to do stuff solo. But make sure if you have to do it solo that someone knows where you are. Because anything, you come up missing and nobody can say where you last place you went because you didn't tell anybody, right? Does that make sense? Yep, yep. Refrain so, from tagging hey. yourself at specific locations. Me and you were just talking about that, Sage. I'm mm-hmm. at McDonald's on 5th Street. Think. think about how they no. were saying R. Kelly ass was at McDonald's trying to damn harass the children. <laughs> That's because somebody, he was probably stalking somebody. And, you know, I know, girl, don't even get me started. He probably, some some kid was probably tagging that they had damn McDonald's that he was infatuated with, and he took his ass up there too. You know what I'm saying? Stop tagging your damn location all the time. God, Lee, number five. You. you know what I'm saying? And, girl, get a post office box or a mailbox. Hello, I just said that shit. Duh. Number six, mm-hmm. shred all unwanted mail. Now, why is that important? Because people go through your damn trash. Hello? Anybody home? You know, people are (laughs) vengeful. That's how we get all these people in these marketing. You know, my mom would be like, I don't know why I'm always getting something from the um, let's make it deal and da-da-da. I said because they get your trash and they know you're older and you sit at home and you read every damn thing and you love to fill some shit out and mail it and mail five dollars. You are you mm. are an easy person, an easy target, and that's how the marketing works. Though mm. you find people that's going that's going to be best if you say, "Hey, I got this great dog food." You're going to target people that you know are dog lovers. That that's about marketing. So that's why somebody looking to get you shred your damn mail before you put it in the freaking trash. Hello, somebody. Number seven, 
Definitely. Keep all mm-hmm. documentation of stalking. Why is that important? Why, why, why would I keep mm-hmm. documentation of stalking or potential stalking? Stalking. So people can know what it looks like, what it smells like. And I feel like that's a good form of prevention as well. And if you tell somebody, like if you were to show people, this is why groups of people is important. If you were at a college campus and you made it known to young women, hey, there's a stalker, he's a, he's a, he, he has a tendency to rape women or whatever, um, he comes out in the dark, he comes out at night, and he looks like this. So if you show people that picture, they're going to be like, okay, definitely. But don't just look out for that one. Just be careful. Just be very, very careful. Mhm. Mhm. Absolutely. That's extremely important. Keep do- documentation. Be conversation. Don't talk to me about nothing. You tell me what the hell is going on through your documentation. Mm-hmm. Number eight. Avoid traveling and being alone when possible. See, I just said that. Okay. Hello. Mm-hmm. Close to me. Number ten. Oh, what happened? Number nine. Number nine. Tell the three main credit bureaus to put a fraud alert on your credit report. Oh, let's see what they say about that. A stalker who has access to your social security number may be able to ah oh, oh, may be able to gain access to your credit wow. information. Yeah, because a lot of stalkers are intimate partners. Duh, I ain't think about that. Hmm. Mhm. Number number ten. Have an escape plan. That's definitely important. If somebody's working in your house, somebody coming into your job, you know, and that's the thing. We gotta we gotta be conscious. We gotta be conscious and aware and aware of our surroundings at all times. Sometimes we get too damn comfortable. I, honey, I don't even get comfortable. I, yeah. Nah, I'm looking. Everybody's suspect. <laughs> I'll be at a nurse home, be looking okay. like, mm, don't. We got to have an escape plan. We got to stay conscious. And of course, nine one one. File a police report. Contact the police if anything happens. Mm-hmm. The last thing I want to share, Sage, and I know you definitely going to close us out with something amazing. Um, I want to talk about stalking because again, we live in a different day and time. We know that we've been on lockdown for COVID for almost two years. We've all went crazy being at home, and some people. Somebody may not have really been a stalker, but they're a stalker now because they've been in the damn house for two years. So anything could have sent somebody <laughs> off the damn edge, and now they're crazy, and now they're trying to stalk some damn body. So we want people to be aware of um, yes. of stalking, the prevention, what happens. There's a difference between being in love with Nelly and all these other people that I'm in love with and stalking them because I have no idea where the hell they live. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I would go to Nelly's house or anybody else I'm obsessed with right. and say, hey, baby, I'm outside. Let me tag you on Twitter. Hell no. Right. <laughs> that was crazy. But um, <laughs> but seriously, before before I turn this over to you to, to tell any last tips you want to share, there's an impact. Anyone, and I know you guys heard Sage mention about P- PTSD and stuff like that, but people that have went through and that have been impacted by stalking, something happens. Like there is something that happens on impact. And what my research has shown says stalking takes its toll emotionally, psychologically, and even financially. And I want to read this last few things. One in seven Mm -hmm. stalking victims have been forced to move because of their victimization. Think about that. 
And, you know, it's best to be safe mm-hmm. than sorry. So if you have to move, you have to move. But it's not an easy thing to move all the time. And it do cost, okay? One in seven victims have been forced to move. Stalking victims suffer from much higher rates of depression, anxiety, mm-hmm. insomnia, and social dysfunctioning than the general population. Think about that as well. Next, 86% of victims surveyed reported their personalities had changed as a result of being stalked. Think about that, okay? You change, your whole life changes because you experience something because somebody crazy was stalking you. Like, that's not, that's not small. That's big. 37% of stalking victims fulfill the diagnostic criteria for PTSD. And you said that. 37% of stalking victims eventually get post-traumatic stress disorder. And an additional 18% fulfill all but one of the diagnostic criteria. And last two is one in four stalking victims contemplate suicide. Mm, One in four. That's a big one. One in, exactly, because get, why would they commit suicide if they've been stopped? Because it fucks them up. It fucks them, it up, them up, and they can't even live. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? And some people that may have mental issues of stalking somebody, yeah. they have no idea that somebody may kill themselves. But one in four stalking victims right. contemplated suicide. And lastly, one mm-hmm. in eight stalking victims has reported losing work because of stalking. More than half of these victims reported losing five or more work days. You can't even work because you're stressed out. You're scared. And if you're not working, you're not making no money. And then your whole life has changed. Then you have to move. You know, so these are definitely impacts. I don't we have to we have to talk about this again and talk about that person that's a stalker. We have to do a show specifically to the stalker. And we have to tell them what they need to do, how they need to get some damn help. But, Sage, I'm going to turn Definitely. the show over to you. What else do you want to share in reference to stalking, any experiences, any impact, anything? Because as American people listen to this show, I want people to take this very serious. From the tips of prevention that Tawanda and I shared, I just want you all to know it is not your fault. And please stay away from people who say that is your fault that you're being stalked because you asked for it. I have told people, like with this particular person I'm talking about, um, not the guy on Facebook, but it was another situation. It was very intense. I told people what was going on, and I would respond to this person, like, just leave me alone. Stop messaging me. Like, just leave it alone. And so the people I would go to, they would be like, well, you must like it if you keep responding to them. And you know how bad I want to slap these people what makes you think that I'm asking for it, especially if I'm shaking because I have PTSD, especially if I'm stuttering or stammering over my words and I'm sweating, I ask for that. So stay away from mm. people who say things like that, please. And protection, what Tawanda said was true. I have taken Aikido lessons. You can literally use your fingers, right, to put down, mm-hmm. physically put down, a person larger than you. There are so many things you can do. So um, self-protection, protection in all forms is very, very vital for this very thing. Protect mm-hmm. yourself. 
Absolutely. And again, you know, we may have laughed a little tonight just for the humor of things, but this is definitely no laughing matter because this thing is extremely okay. serious. And, you know, as we close out tonight, I just really want to say to if you're listening to our show and you stalked someone before and you thought it was harmless because you it was your obsession turning into stalking, stop it. Get some help. Mm-hmm. Talk to someone and find out something that you could do because you don't want anyone to contemplate suicide or move or lose their job and lose income or have any type of stress issues because you did not realize that you really affected them just that much. Like that's very that's extremely important. But this is Tawanda, aka T Sizzle with Living Single in Your City, and we got Miss Sage on the show tonight and. I appreciate you even bringing this topic up for the show because um, it's something that's extremely needed. And I look forward to us just really building and sharing with singles all across America with just hot topics of things that they need to know. Until the next time, living single in your city. Good night, everyone. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Another incredible show. Thanks to everyone for tuning in to Living Single in Your City. You can listen to our other episodes at anywhere that podcasts are being played. If you're looking for us, and you should be, find us on Facebook at Living Single Across America. We're also on Instagram. (laughs) And remember, it is best to be living single than with the wrong person. Get connected.